0: Hi everyone. My name's Simon, and welcome to Insert Pastor Pun here. Today's interview is with Lavecki from the Two Spooky forums. I um, had a great time interviewing him. He's a good friend of mine, and as I say, I highly recommend you read his stuff. It's uh, very enjoyable. Um, also, if you uh, want him to critique your stuff, feel free to pop over to Too Spooky and uh, leave a, leave a story in the critique section. He'll uh, he'll get around to it. He's um, he's normally pretty reliable. <laughs> So anyway, here you go. Here's my interview with Levecki. Cool, so hi, I'm Simon for Insert past Pun here, and today I'm here with my good friend LeVecki. Say hello LeVecki.
1: <laughs> hello Levecki.
0: <Wee. laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming on. As so I know we've been uh, we've been talking about you coming on for a while and it's uh, glad we finally got it together actually got you on. <laughs> so um so yeah, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm Leveki. I got back into uh, writing probably, I think three years ago. It was right after I, uh, I went online and I was at work trying to figure out something I could listen to. And I was like, you know what? I used to like listening to creepypastas. I wonder if there's anything on creepypasta.com where I can just listen to it. I found some narration channels. And at the very end of it, there was a Midnight Marinara episode. And I know you guys have talked about Midnight Marinara a couple of times on the podcast, but uh, I listened to that and I was like, holy crap, this is real good. And then I searched immediately searched for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. found. I found some more of them. I listened to all of them, uh, probably two or three times. And then I realized that a couple of my friends were actually in a couple of the episodes.
0: <laughs>
1: they they moved out to California a few years ago and apparently they ended up being roommates with uh, the producer, David King, for a little while. And so they ended up on a couple of their <laughs> episodes.
0: Oh, nice. That was,
1: so it that was, that was a little interesting. And I've just kinda, I started writing, I, um, contacted slime beast about you know whether or not i could use some of his stories as inspiration and um he ended up emailing me about too spooky and i joined up there i kind of became the unofficial editor of the critique section uh by accident and i've been doing that for quite a while
0: nice so i mean was um like when, when you first started doing the, the sort of the creed stuff, was that your first sort of foray into writing or had you been writing beforehand?
1: I, I, I'd done some writing beforehand. I hadn't done anything super specific. Like, I didn't have a genre that I did. I think my first foray into writing that I can remember, I was in third grade and I wrote a uh, detective novel about all of my classmates. Nice. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm fairly certain that that book is gone and that the writing is terrible in it anyways. Because my house actually caught fire when I was in fourth grade. So I lost a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I did creative writing for a little while and I did a couple other things, but I I never really got into it until until recently. Um, There was a point in time in high school where me and a buddy... Wrote a ten thousand page novel that I don't know where it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. I've um, I love hearing about sort of people's early writing stuff, especially when they're sort of like, oh, in like in third grade or whatever. Because I, I remember, I remember I wrote something that was like a super, a, a really bad superhero story. <laughs> I seem to remember get like about me and my friends, and I seem to remember somebody got their powers by falling into toxic waste because it was the 90s, and that's how you got powers.
1: Yeah, um, that's that's how you got superpowers. Yeah. You fell into toxic waste. Exactly, I don't
0: yeah, understand how I was
1: them. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember much about the story. It was just like, I was like, this person is the investigator. And I was like, now I need a villain. Who's the villain? This person's the villain. What are they investigating? I don't know. I'll figure it out as I go
0: along. <laughs> it was like, it was not good. Nice. So... <laughs> So, so when it comes to the horror, I mean, do you more or less exclusively write horror at the moment? Or do you do anything else?
1: Um, at the moment, I think I exclusively write quote unquote horror. I don't know if all of my stuff is technically counted as horror. And I know a lot of what I do is not polished, which is funny considering how much I do critiques. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, your story does a lot of front-loading. And then I'm like, there's my story. And I'll get a review. And it's like, this story has a bunch of front-loading. And I was like, oh yeah, it does. (laughs) I should have probably (laughs) looked at that a little more.
0: It's so much easier when it's someone else's.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I did a a pretty long review of uh, Banning Banning Kellum's Jeff the Killer sequel story.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and he, he apparently liked it, uh, but it was, it was fairly in depth and I, because of the length, I had to break it down section by section, but, um, that's pretty much what I do, uh, okay. on, on too spooky when I can, the, the issue is really time.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's no waste. <laughs> <though>. That's that's <laughs> So. So I mean, where, I mean, who, um, where do you get your sort of inspirations from Are there any particular writers that you, that you like that you try and work into your own stuff? Or
1: I don't know if there's any particular writers that I try to work into my own stuff. I try to just, I basically, when I come up with an idea, I try to just sit down and write it mm. and I'll just sit there and just write whatever comes out for until I think the story is done. And then I'll go back through, and I was like, "All right, well, what if this is good?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, often I try to write shorter stuff, and it ends up being like a 20-minute story that I wrote, and I'm like, "All right, well, this needs work." Um, but as far as authors go, that I like, that I wish I could write like, um, I I'm really, really like the way that uh. David Wong uh, writes. Uh, that's a pen name for an author for crack.com. But he writes the John Dies at the End uh, stories. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the way those are written is just fantastic. It's all first person. It's all really good. And there's sections of the story that I find hilarious because they're first person accounts from a friend. <laughs> so the, the, the author, the narrator will often go, all right, well, this is what John told me. So take that with a grain of salt, <laughs> but apparently, and then it'll go into what John said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's a classic. And and, narrator.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and with this newest one, um, he actually just released a third book. Uh, the first one's John dies at the end. Second one is, this, bu- this book is full of spiders. Seriously, dude, don't open it. <laughs> That's an old <awesome laughs> <And this, bottle. laughs> Yeah. And this third book is called What the Fuck Did I Just Read? <laughs> um, so what he did with this one is he actually broke it down so that it looks like each person wrote their own section. But... So, like, the John sections are obviously the ones that are the most embellished. But it'll cut back into somebody else's part of the story where they're like, that did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really fun. And then, uh, I really like fantasy and stuff. I do a lot of D and D and role-playing and that's, that's probably where a lot of my creativity comes from is just coming up with stuff for my game group. Um, and a person who I really like, who does a very good job about giving unique settings is Brandon Sanderson. Um, he he does like the Mistborn series and the Stormlight Archives, and they're all interconnected. But all of the magic systems he come up, comes up with are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a he writes a superhero one called Steelheart, where superheroes showed up, but all of them are evil, <laughs> and it's like that's a cool setting. Nice. And then, and then, eventually, throughout the series, you learn why they're evil, and that that like that revelation is even cooler. I mean, I'm not going to spoil that because that's a really cool uh, thing that he does. But yeah, just the way he weaves his magic systems in is really cool.
0: Oh, nice. So, I mean, when it, when it comes to horror are there any sort of particular subgenres that you like to write? Like, are you more of a realist? Do you like a monster? Like, uh, <laughs> what what stuff do you like to work in?
1: I don't know. I just try to work in what I think is weird, I guess. Uh, I think a lot of my stuff ends up being realist because that's what I know the most of. Like, I don't. I know a lot of people have mentioned Lovecraft, but I don't. I don't I've never read Lovecraft.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, th- I know what you mean. I always feel guilty because I think I've read about one Lovecraft story and it was it was good. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's been
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> All of your guests come on and they're like, Yeah, Lovecraft is a big inspiration and I'm like, yeah, I've never read Lovecraft. <laughs> I mean John Dies at the end has some Lovecraftian themes, but it's not Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. It's true. not it's not dull and boring and just very descriptive. It's fast paced and actiony. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. So um so so when I'm Again, you know, in your writing, where is it that you like? Where, where is there a particular place you tend to get inspiration from? I and mean, what is it that's there, uh, oh. like, a an idea for a story?
1: No, I, I don't think there's a particular place. I just tend to, I just get an idea and I write it down, and then I eventually start writing a story for it. Um, for instance, there was a story I wrote uh, not long ago that I don't know if I ever published anywhere. Where it was just about oh no it was for the love pasta challenge uh, for the undercooked analysis group Yeah, and I don't know if I ever published it anywhere but it was about a uh, a guy who uh, a man and his wife who are pregnant with twins and they go into the hospital and only one of the twins survives and the mother also dies Ooh. and he leaves the child because he can't bear to look at him. And I think I, I think I drew that from like one of my own fears where me and my wife are trying to get to have children and I don't know how I would take it if she died in like that situation. So I kind of work that kind of inspiration in but not all of my stories are drawn like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's cool. So, so let's, let's. Like, I,
1: let like, I have it. one story right now. Like, right, I have one story right now that I'm, I'm trying to work on where it's about the Chicago fires. And I think I only, that just inspiration just kind of hit me. Like, I don't think there was anything that I had an idea for. I was just like, huh, the Chicago fires, that was around this time. <laughs> You know what? You know what else wasn't around this time? Let's see if I just throw that in yeah. and that's. And then that's where that story has gone. I haven't worked on it yet, but.
0: That's it No, I know what you mean. I've got I, I'm, I've constantly got half ideas for stories floating around in my head that um, right. I'm just waiting for that time for them to actually become an actual, an actual narrative as opposed to this one creepy thing that I can think <laughs> of.
1: <laughs> right. And I think that's that's the challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah. So i mean speaking of inspiration. Let's let's talk about the story you sent over. So um, the story sent over was uh, hospital rounds. Now, um, just to get the disclaimer out of the way, as I do every episode, I'll put the link in the description. Let's get spoilery. Uh, I highly suggest anyone listening uh, reads it first. It's a great story, and then we can talk about it and ruin it as much as we like. Absolutely. That's it. So, fair warning given. Give us an overview of the story. (laughs)
1: Uh, So, the overview of the story is uh, there's a doctor, a leading physician, who is leading around his students to different patients um, and basically doing rounds. You know, um, tell me about this patient. What about these complications? What would we do in this instance? Kind of thing. Um, And during that, during all of that, he has like an internal monologue where he's like, these kids don't get it. These nurses are more in touch with patients than I am. And it, it's not that long of a story, but the twist at the end is, is where you kind of get hit. Um, there's a little kid who's gotten into a car accident with his dad and his dad died. And the mother is there trying to hold it all together. And she ends up breaking down when the, uh, monitors start going off and her son basically starts dying. Then there's another twist because none of the doctors there are reacting.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, and then the little boy comes out and he grabs their hand and they walk away saying they're going to come back for the rest later and so you know the implication is that they're all grim reapers and there's an older grim reaper teaching new grim reapers how to reap
0: <laughs> <laughs> no exactly i and i really enjoy because i know you, you said i know you've said to me before you, that you've, you've rewritten written this uh, a few times like i i really enjoyed this version that you've ended up with like uh, i'd say the, the twist the, uh, the twisty it, like for me at least came out of nowhere more or less and just I'd say I thought I thought it's one of the ones that did what I really like where I thought it was going to go one place and it went to a completely different place. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like
1: it, like, it seems like, like I tried to make it so that it seemed like the twist was that the, the kid was dying and then uh, a few people have gotten what the twist was before the end of it but I, I tried to hold it back as long as possible.
0: No, definitely. And, uh, and I'd say you did a good job of it. I mean Obviously, with this one it being sort of set in a hospital, was there much? Did you much research like to do with this? Uh, to do with this story? Or,
1: uh... I'm gonna be honest. I got the inspiration from watching Scrubs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I t- I, won't, I, t- I, won't, I did get a kind of scrubs vibe from, vibe from it but I was like, I thought to just say that you know.
1: <laughs> cuz uh I mean my wife's a nurse but I she doesn't work in a hospital and I don't really know much about what hospital rounds are like so all of my inspiration for it came from scrubs and I was watching scrubs and I was like well what if this
0: yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, you know, I'd 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 also have to admit, like, you know, the the hospital that they're wandering around sounds like a terrible hospital. If there's like, (laughs) because they meet like four people, and if they're all, if they're all coming back for them later, this hospital has a very poor success rate. But um, (laughs) but, yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So um. So with the story, where did you where did you start with it? Did, was the um, did you start with the, with the ending, or did you, uh, or, or where where was sort of like the begin, the beginning point for you?
1: Yeah, anytime I have a story uh, that has a twist like that, I generally start with the twist, and I was like, that's where I want the story to go. How do I get there? And then I just start writing, and I'm like, all right, well, let's have them visit a bunch of patients, and then uh, so I wrote. I think originally I wrote only three patients with the boy being the third
0: Mm.
1: and I posted it and I was like, Hey, I want this to be longer. Anybody want to help me make it longer? And I had a couple people look at it and I ended up up adding two more people so that there's like, there's six total, five or six total. And so that helped with the length. And then I kind of worked on the, how the mother was feeling and because that's where the the shock value comes from not necessarily the twist but the shock so i worked on on that quite a bit and that was my most recent edit um the the one on two spooky is actually more recent than the one that's on the creepypasta wiki Mm. nice i mean i mean just
0: out of curiosity what is it that made you think that it needed to be longer? Because, again, it's something in my own writing that I'm never sure about, and I've often had people say, oh, this is too long, this is too short. You know, I'm, and so, I mean, what was it that sort of gave you the feeling that it needed to be longer?
1: Well, basically what happened is I looked at it, and I read it, and I was like, all right, well, the twist comes out, but there wasn't enough lead-up to it yeah and it was just kind of like a judgment call i was i was just looking at it and it was like all right well this happens and then this happens and then there's a twist it's like that's way too soon i need i need more people i need yeah, yeah, yeah. i need it to, i need it to to last a little bit longer and in doing that the implication is also that they're they're in a recovery room but they're also just walking around a hospital And so I was just kind of leading them to different people and being like, well, what if there were different stages of people? Because I've got one girl who's like recovering, like in recovery. Yeah. And then there's, and then there's, who's like almost ready to go home. And then I've got one person who's coming in for a tonsillectomy. So it's like, there's not that many different cases and then I've got the boy who's 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 a more extreme case and I was like all right well I'll have varying levels of severity and stuff and that'll make it a little bit longer and
0: that's it and I think also it, I think also adds to the real realism in many ways just sort of like because again the hospitals that I've been in it is set up like that you know I mean you've got those different people with their different with different ailments all over the place
1: right and and I think when it was I think when it was like two or three people it was just it was so short that the twist kind of hits you too hard Mm. like the I feel like with it being longer the twist is a little more subtle
0: yeah definitely
1: Um, so I think that's where it came from and it's hard to do because I've written stories that I'm like this one's perfect and then I've had people go well you should put more description in there and I was like oh yeah, I guess I should. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair enough. So, uh, and what what gave the idea for this one? What was uh, what was it sort of based in?
1: Uh, yeah, like again, it was just watching Scrubs. <laughs> uh, Scrubs. It's it, it, like my wife's a nurse, and she really likes that show. Cause she likes watching a lot of comedies, and funnily enough, she likes pointing out everything that they do wrong in that show. <laughs> <laughs> They're wearing their stethoscopes the wrong way is <laughs> one of the one of the ones I hear quite classic, a bit.
0: Classic. <laughs> you know, my my girlfriend's a vet nurse as well, and so she um I think her pet peeve is whenever anyone gets um gets drugged to drugged to, to get taken anywhere, and they go like straight to sleep. She gets really irritated with that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> cool. So, uh, so yeah. So again, with this one, is there um I mean. How many rewrites did you end up going through? Like, how many iterations there have there been? I think this is only
1: like the f- fourth or fifth. I haven't really done too many. Um, the first, the first rewrite I did was basically just adding people. Yeah. Um, so that I could, so that I could up the length. Uh, the second rewrite, I polished up some of the wording. I did a little bit of research to find out you know, what kind of things they would actually talk about or oh, yeah, yeah. kinda kinda clean up like the main the narrator's frustrations a little bit. Nice. And then and then like the third rewrite was just, you know, spelling errors. I I made the mother's pain a little bit more visceral um, but not really all that much. And then I was actually listening to your podcast with, uh, when you had dead Paladin, on and I was like, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. And I went back in and I made the, the mother's pain a little bit more visceral.
0: Oh, we actually helped. <laughs> oh, I feel proud of that. But <laughs> yep. I mean, that yep. Your, um, I mean, is that your, your usual process then? I mean, do you, do you tend to sort of write and then rewrite and then rewrite or is it, uh, or is that sort of... Uh, well, I tend to,
1: what I tend to do is I tend to write a story and then I'm like, all right, what's, what's wrong with this story? What does it need? Yeah. Um, and then, then I'll try and go in through and fix those things. But I generally don't touch stories for a while. Like, I think I wrote this story. Ooh, when did I write this story? <laughs> I wrote the story February of last year.
0: All right.
1: February 2016. And I haven't really touched it since then. I did a couple of rewrites uh, just to clean it up and lengthen it, like I said. But the only real major rewrite that I've done since then is this most recent one, where I think I did that a couple weeks ago.
0: Nice. And uh, uh, were there any points where you sort of got, you got stuck with it? Was there, were there any sort of roadblocks that you came across? And like, if so, how did you get over there? Was it all quite, was it all quite smooth?
1: My biggest roadblock was actually the realism. Because, like I said, I only had scrubs to go on. And that was, that was not intentional. I just couldn't find any documents about what actual hospital rounds are like. <laughs> yeah so I, I just couldn't find anything and so I was just like alright well I guess this is what I got I hope people like it
0: <laughs> well, I'd say I certainly did if that's, if that's any consolation
1: <laughs> well I appreciate it
0: <laughs> it's all good I
1: think um, it's one of I think it's one of my better stories
0: nice nice cool so- personally no, oh, no definitely <laughs> <As> a- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so, so, I mean, that's, I think that's, uh, that's enough on that one. Um, but um, so let's move on to the, uh, to the other one you sent over. Um, the uh, dead palette story, banana in a jar, which is the third time we've, uh, we've had a dead palette story on here. If you don't count, well, including the time he selected one of his own. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, again, this is um, it's quite it's a, it's a short one, isn't it? And um, so, what is was it about this one that, you, that, that made you want to send it over?
1: Uh, so this one actually appeals to me quite a bit. Um, and not just because I'm the narrator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shameless plug.
1: <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, this is actually the first story I ever narrated. So I was pretty proud of it. But beyond that, it actually hit really close to home when I was reading it. Hmm. Uh, the basics premise is it's about a guy who was an alcoholic and he's gone through aa and that hits pretty close to home because i i don't have any issues with alcoholism personally but i have family members who do and it's affected me in such a way that i don't drink alcohol at all (laughs) (laughs) um and so just reading through that brought up a lot of emotions for me and then uh the twist at the end where, you know, you find out that again, blanket spoiler warning, (laughs) go watch it because it's a really great story and I'm butchering it right now, even though I'm the one who originally read it. (laughs) Uh, You find out that the guy, the narrator had killed someone inadvertently. Like he didn't intend to kill him. He, because of the, of his alcoholism, someone ended up dying but he's forgotten that person's name. And so he's going through AA and he's trying to, you know, find that person. So he's putting out there on the internet, basically, if anybody, you know, knows where I can find this person or knows his name. Yeah. So, no, no, I I think, and I think what dead palette does, um, that very few writers, uh, or narrators do is he makes all of his all of his visuals he actually goes out there and gets himself yeah so for this one it's it's a lot of over he actually i think got a friend who was giving helicopter tours to fly him over some wooded areas nice and then he went through and walked through the woods with a video camera but he also went the extra step and actually got a, banana, a couple of bananas and put them in a jar. So all of like the things that the, main, the narrator says are in a jar, Dead palette actually put those in a jar and then let them rot over weeks.
0: Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> then he went out into the woods and buried it and then filmed himself going back out to get that. <laughs> and that extra step, when you hear my narration over it, it just adds so much. To to the story,
0: definitely, and I, and I also, I also thought like um, I, I I found myself saying this a lot about dead palette stories is that um, it really seemed to sort of capture a sort of sense of uh, I want to say a sense of longing almost. And I, I think I even said this in in the interview I did with him, but just sort of like there's <clears throat> in so many so many of his stories, there's just that element of someone who is looking for something to. Complete themselves in a in in a way whether it's to you know say sorry or to because you that know, they've lost their daughter or because you know, for, you, know, for, you know for you know so many of the other stories that he's done
1: yeah um, it's definitely it's definitely a running theme of his where where he seems to have a lot of want um something that somebody's searching for to make themselves whole in a way, and I think a, a good thing about his stuff is. A lot of his stuff leaves more questions than answers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so.
0: No, definitely, definitely, and um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, and I can't remember if um, it was something that someone said on this podcast, whether it's from an undercooked analysis, but sort of like it, the way it's sort of, it's like a lot of the really good horrors, of all the old really good creepypastas released, is kind of rooted in sadness, like. Um, mm-hmm. Like, um, again, it, again, pen pal is the one that always comes to mind for me constantly just cause it's my favorite, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously this, uh, it, you know, yeah. the whole story boils down to a guy who misses his friend.
1: Yeah. I like pen pal a lot, but I think, I think the way that it's told now is kind of butchering it in a way. <laughs> because because a lot of a lot of the great things about pen pal came from the fact that it was on a reddit board where there was an AMA for the author and the authors have to be in character mm. and so i feel like you lose a lot of that experience where you don't have that question answer section cuz even the second story is like it starts out i think it's like i think it's footsteps
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: it starts out Hey, from all of from talking to everyone, I remembered and and it was like cool, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the questions that, you know, people brought up probably, you know, helped shape that second story and you just don't get that when you when when you read it in book form, which is unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. it's still a great story. It's just mm. that interaction is kind of lost.
0: Yeah, exactly. It almost brings it into sort of ARG ter- territory, almost. Sort of like yeah, yeah. In a very sort of basic sense that interactivity.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, something that you can't you can't recreate.
0: Yeah, yeah. unless
1: you do a whole new story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so when it comes to the palette, then is, I mean, is there any any sort of elements of uh, of his writing style that you try and work into your own writing or?
1: Really, it's just that I've I've tried to do a lot more realist stuff um, since I've talked to him, but I'm not terribly good at it. I'm like, this is realist horror, and then I got told once that it wasn't horrifying enough. (laughs) I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't have much experience to draw off of (laughs) because as far as horror goes, I, I don't really... Like being scared. <laughs> like, I'm one of, I'm one of the people who's like, okay, well, there's a haunted house. I'm gonna go over to this other house while you guys go in there because that sounds terrifying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's <laughs> what it. are we watching? Oh, Freddy vs. Jason, or you know, Friday the Thirteenth, or Alien. I'm like, mm, I'm gonna go watch something else with the lights on, with my head, <laughs> with my ears plugged, going la la la, <laughs> you know. I, I, I generally I generally don't like being scared, and I think that stems from I just have I get vivid nightmares about things that scare me during the day, and I I just like to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I once uh, I once watched Twister, and even though that's not really a horror movie in that much of a sense. That thing kept me up for nights on end, even though I live in New Hampshire, which has a total of one tornado every seventy years. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: that's uh, that's what I was, yeah. For me, it was uh, bizarrely tremors, like an awful film <laughs> by by all standards. Yeah. But that, for some reason, it really got to me when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to not I tend to not like I tend to not like horror movies. But I do like creepy things Um, and I guess that I guess there's a there's a a lot of people don't see the distinction but like I like um, over the garden wall because that's inherently creepy Mm. but I don't like Friday the 13th because that's supposed to be inherently scary. Yeah. Obviously I could probably watch it and be fine, but I'd rather just avoid it cuz I don't like slasher films cuz I don't like being in a situation where I could be scared. <laughs> I, I like being I like that that air of I'm unsettled, but I don't know why versus that something just scared me. And now that's going to haunt my dreams.
0: <laughs> well, that's a well. It's a, it's a lot more. It's a lot more real, isn't it? I mean, essentially, there's lots of things day to day that are creepy, whereas uh, there are not a lot of things, especially as an adult, that are actually scary. Oh.
1: <laughs> Taxes. <laughs> that's
0: exactly. That's it. Dying alone. <laughs> you know, all of the yeah. uh, you know the existential stuff that it's kind of hard to work into a story. <laughs>
1: but, um... <laughs> right. And and I feel like I've got. I feel like i've gotten better but i just i don't think i'm all that great at it
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: but with a dead palette actually issued a challenge that's coming up and i i'm hoping i've got a plan for something that I'm, I'm hoping will work out and i'm drawing off of a lot of real life inspiration for this one so
0: that's it. I, that's it. I've entered as well. I'm really excited about it. And um, yeah, as you say, I've already got ideas, and I just know as soon as I get the entry pack, I, it's going to blow all of my ideas out of the water, and I'm going to have to start again. But, um, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm fairly certain that mine will survive even with an entry pack, but I don't know. I'm just waiting for tomorrow.
0: That's it. That's it. As long as mine includes lipstick and mannequins, I'm there. I'm sorted. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a very specific thing, and I don't think it's going to happen.
1: (laughs) I mean, you could work that in there. It's just whatever he gives you, you have to work in.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. (laughs) And so then this will be my first attempt at realist as well, so we'll see if I can actually make a horror story out of it. So cool. So, I mean... In terms of, I mean, that's why we are speaking about the contest, but I mean, like the scene in general, what, what are your thoughts on sort of the crew the has to say at the moment? Um, I think
1: generally it's good, but I feel like it's in a weird sort of rise and decline at the same time, <laughs> which I know sounds weird, but I've seen a lot of people, like it's it's gone a little bit more mainstream with... Uh, with uh, the sci-fi series that I can't remember, Channel Zero. Channel zero. Um, I won't comment on that because I haven't actually seen it, um, and I pretty much refuse to judge something if I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> That's it. I I, I feel bad because I've been, I've just started watching the second season, and everyone's been saying it's awful, and I'm watching it and going, "This is I'm really enjoying this." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, like I think I can I can understand people's concerns like with the first one where it was um Candle Cove. I can understand why some people wouldn't like that because Candle Cove kind of exists in a way that you're kind of ruining it by making Candle Cove Mm. It's like a like there was a bunch of people when Candle Cove was was really popular who made who made the videos that were being described. Yeah. It's like okay, did you not understand the story, or <laughs> 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 like that show wasn't real? Um, but I think there's something to be said with you know getting a story and reinterpreting it for a wider audience. Mm. I can't say yeah. as to whether or not they're improving it. Because again, I haven't seen it, but
0: well, that's it. I mean, I, I, say, I mean, my personal view on it, and I'm going to say it because it's the one clever thought I think I've had in a while. But, um, <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, but it, I, I like to think It's sort of it's the it's the price you've got to pay. Like, um, like if you look at like, superhero movies now, obviously everyone's loving it. They're really big. Everyone everyone thinks they're great. But to get there, we had to get sit through uh, Batman and Robin. You know what I mean? It's sort of like. It's finding its hey. feet. It's just <laughs> Don't don't
1: bash the nipple bat suit. Was just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Get get the Clo- <laughs> Clooney needs to be more superheroes, I feel. but, <laughs> but um... I
1: mean I could go on about the whole superhero thing for a while, but that's a different topic.
0: <laughs> that's it. But this, I mean, I feel we're just going through that stage where people are sort of just stumbling it, get, just getting it to the, getting it to the masses. They're going to butcher the hell out of it, but at least it's See, sort of paving the way, maybe for something better down the road.
1: The the issue I have with that is I feel like we're not. Um, I feel like quote unquote Hollywood. In general, doesn't fully understand horror
0: <laughs> yeah and,
1: say and because of that, whenever they they try to take like something and adapt it, it doesn't work in the way they want, and I mean, my philosophy is if you want to make money in Hollywood, make a horror movie. doesn't matter if it's good or bad, there's not enough good ones, so everybody's going to go see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so you can spend $10,000 on a movie by getting a basic plot, sticking a camcorder in someone's hand, and saying, go for it. And that will turn a profit of astronomical rates because people are going to go see it.
0: <laughs> That's it. I must admit, I hadn't actually thought about it like that in the fact that, yeah, I suppose horror, horror movies, especially, are quite cheap to make. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's not not only are they they're cheap and they're effective. Yeah. You know, because and it's not that they're actually effective at what they do, it's that people who are into horror want a good horror movie, so they have to see all the horror movies in order to see a good one because there's not that many. Yeah. You know, they might find that, they might find that diamond in the rough and 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 go towards it, but they have to sit through all of the crap beforehand, you know. They have to sit through their Batman and Robins over and over and over because nobody fully understands why something is good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and so in terms of the online horror stuff, I mean, uh, what what do you think makes a good a good a lot online horror story?
1: Um I feel like there's there's different things that make a good online horror story. Um and and, you know, to say that because somebody is doing something somebody else did makes it bad is just flat out wrong. But I think for me, with a creepypasta, I like to see the more realist stuff. Um, but as far as online horror goes, it's, as long as it's effectively conveyed what you're doing, then there's, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, um, you know it's it's the same as Hollywood. If if they did it effectively, more people would see it.
0: That <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and what, and what it, do you feel that like the online scene scenes What would more make the scene better? Do you think?
1: I think a lot more community would make it better. Um, I've been on, I've been on Reddit a couple of times i haven't actually you know submitted anything there but i've heard people talk about it and it's like here's my story and then it gets deleted for non story and it's like why did you delete my story because it was a non story like it's obviously a story
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: like that i feel like that deletion category doesn't make sense at all um, but beyond that i think just being able to talk and work with people um makes it a lot better Mm. the the creepypasta wiki um i think one of its its biggest flaws is that they don't advertise the writer's workshop enough because they actually have this place where you can post your story and get it reviewed and edited it and edited uh, by other people but it's not advertised on the front page So you have to look through their, look through, uh, hold on a second. So you have to look through their quality standards and in their quality standards, it says, Hey, if you're going to post something, make sure it's good. And if it's not, if you don't think it's good, post it to the, to the writer's workshop, but That's not something that you generally get until you post your first story and it gets deleted because it's not up to the quality standards. Then they're like, you should post it in the writer's workshop. It's like, okay, well, why isn't that advertised more? Mm -hmm. Because I think when when I talk about too spooky, the first thing I say is, hey, there's a critique section. Again, that's not advertised right on the front page. And I think that's a a little bit of an error, but uh, we also have a discord just for too spooky uh, where anybody can come in and talk. If somebody says, Hey, can somebody review my story? I say, sure. Post it here on the too spooky critique section and I'll take a look at it. And the, the creepypasta wiki doesn't, I don't think it has its own discord and if it does, it's not advertised. But when you go to the, the too spooky site, the first thing you see is the discord yeah. And we have tons of people there all the time, you know?
0: Exactly. And yeah, I, I think, we're even I think, think contingent up. there's people, people there that are awake, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> right.
1: And I think having that more close knit community, um, as a, where you can have instant messaging as opposed to, Hey, here's this thing. And then maybe somebody will look at it. Mm. Uh, really, Really improves, uh, r- really improves everybody's thing, where you can improve your writing style, you can improve all of these other things. Um, after posting a few stories to Creepypasta, I ended up actually posting one directly to the writer's workshop, because I wanted to say, you know, hey, can you review this before I put it up? Because I've had a few stories deleted, and I didn't want that happening again. Mm. But it took getting deleted a couple of times in order to figure that out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's it. And and no sleep doesn't have that at all. They don't have. I think they have like an editing area where you can like pitch ideas and stuff. But I don't know very much about that either. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think think...
0: they've got an out of character thread, which is um, where where they can sort of of talk about you know aspects of it. But yeah,
1: which again which, again, the average user isn't going to know about. If I go to Reddit, no sleep, I'm not going to be linked directly to the OOC where I can talk about my car- my story that I want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's so I think I think the, the big improvement would be, you know, community.
0: That's fair. And, you know, and as the moral of the story is, is, people should head on over to Too spooky and uh, <laughs> check it out there. Especially, well, especially with the Dead Palates contest, because that's where all the entries are going to be posted, so it's going to be kicking off. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs>
1: and if you want to talk to some pretty cool people, just jump into our Discord. It's it. open to everybody.
0: That's it. We're both on that. It it's got to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, so yeah. So I suppose uh, you know when it comes to sort of giving advice to sort of the guys who are new to it. I mean, what what advice would you give to uh, to any sort of new writers out there who are uh, who, who who's, want a place to start or want some advice, you know, to get, to get going with. Yeah. That was fun. That's it. That's what (laughs) happens when you, when you drop something onto an (laughs) You
1: Get a loud ringing in your ears. Uh, I think, I think, like I said, the best advice I can give is keep writing and get it reviewed. You know, you can write a million stories, but if you're writing your own stories and nobody's reading them, you're not going to know anything about what you're doing wrong. Um, a lot of places uh, like the Creepypasta Wiki and No Sleep uh, specifically, they they are looking for quality, and that's not a bad thing, but it's going to get frustrating if you post a story and it gets deleted. It's, it's probably going to turn you off a little bit. Mm. So my suggestion is go to a place uh, like the Wiki even, that has, you know, a writer's workshop or an OOC or on Too Spooky. We have the Too Spooky critique section, um, where you can, you know, talk about your story and get it improved. Have people review it. Have people uh, give you suggestions and edits, and take that advice. If someone says your story doesn't work because of X, don't get mad about it. You're you're perfectly within your right to defend your story, you know. If I say your story is crap, that's not an improvement. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> me,
1: me, me saying that your ending doesn't make sense is not an improvement. Me saying that your ending could be improved by that's that's a critic. That's a critique, you know. Huh. And I think it's important to to first, you know, get rid of all of the non critique and then just, you know, take in all the critique, but even somebody saying, even somebody coming onto your story and saying, Hey, your story's crap. That's a critique. That's somebody saying, I don't like your story and you shouldn't respond to them. You know, with something like, Oh, why do you, you're, you're just a person who doesn't understand it. It should be like, well, why? Why do you think that story is crap? Uh, what can I do to improve it in your eyes? You know, And I think just a lot of people don't like to ask the questions. Yeah. they. I think a lot of people are just looking for praise. They're like, hey, I wrote this awesome story. What do you think? And some people are like, oh, this story is stories, great. And then another person's like, I don't like this story at all. And they're like, oh, well, Somebody liked my story, so that means everybody should like my story, and this person who doesn't like my story is just being negative because they want attention.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like, well, no, that's, that's not how the world works. They probably don't like your story, but they're not, they're not really helping you by saying, I don't like your story. They should say, you know, and that's a suggestion to anybody who goes and comments on something too. If you say you don't like a story, tell, tell the person why. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Give valid reasons. You know, I don't like your story because it feels like the ending is uh, anticlimactic. Oh, well, cool. What do you think I could do to improve it?
0: That's it. You that's know? it. Essentially, help build that sense of community we want. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> nice, man. Well, as I say, those are that, that's pretty much all my questions for this one. So, as I say, for the um, as I say, just for you know, to finish off. If there's anything you want to plug, anywhere you want to tell people to go, and if, where can people find you, anything like that, now's your time to do it.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I think the uh, only place you can really find me is on the Too Spooky Discord. Um, I'll occasionally, I'm, I'm usually in there all day, even if uh, it'll take a while for me to get a note of you. But um, if you want me to review something on the critique section, just give me a, give me a poke. Um, But I will say just keep an eye out for uh, this next month because this uh, writing challenge for Dead Palette is going to be going to be pretty big. Um, There's uh, 132 writers uh, that are going to be making a community story all based around the same little area. And it's going to be pretty big. So uh, I'm pretty excited for it.
0: Nice, oh, me too. I second that. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> everyone, head, head on over to Too Spooky. It's going to kick off. But, um, <laughs> but, no, let's say thanks a lot for coming on, Lavecky. I really appreciate it. And let's say it's been great talking to you. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. Absolutely. Nice one. Well, that's Lavecky, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, I know we mentioned it many times during the uh, the interview, but as say if uh, if you're free in the next month, please pop over to Two Spooky. The uh, storage unit contest is promising to be a really good one. It's all uh, already kicking off at the moment. Um, otherwise as i say like and subscribe uh, i love a like and subscribe uh, check us out on facebook uh, facebook.com forward slash insert past pun here and uh come feel free to come over to the website and check out my writing at insert pun here.com and of course we're now on itunes and on stitcher so feel free to review us leave a leave a message um as i say Eve, i'll appreciate any criticism you give me and uh and obviously any comments mean i love you forever <laughs> i'll see you next time guys Bye.